Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. and welcome back to another coffee talk today i figured we could do the original i feel like this is like the third time i've done this 2016 17 18 19 i don't know how many years i've done a video like this before but i know i've done one in the past where it's like 19 things that 2019 taught me super original and creative i know but uh each year i feel like we all learn a lot right so it was pretty easy to come up with 19 new things that i felt like this year definitely be stilled upon me yeah and uh i'm gonna go through them all with you guys today and as per usual i want to hear what you guys learned in 2019 so feel free to leave a comment down below with 19 things that you learned or tweet it at me instagram it at me i just want to know what you guys are basically doing for the new year because i'm in full-on prep mode right now it's currently monday so i am like hardcore prepping but i also had a big just day yesterday that kind of led into just like getting everything ready and cleaned and organized and all of that good stuff for 2020 so I've been in like I don't know just like the best mood ever I'm really excited for the new year and now that I feel like most of my preparations are done and my house is clean I'm just kind of like I guess doing all of the the reminiscing and doing all of the journaling and like that kind of planning now because like I feel like all the physical stuff is done including and thank you to Amazon which not sponsored, but in general, the amount of things that I needed in time, like to get here in time for January 1st was quite a bit more than I would have thought. And uh, one of the things I actually ordered this morning was a digital picture frame. So that's like the last thing that I'm going to get for 2020. And then I'm planning on putting it on this bookshelf behind me here and just kind of, you know, filling it with like a dream board and all that stuff, but I'm going to vlog it. So hang tight. If you guys don't watch my main channel, definitely check that out. Go turn on the notification bell and stuff so that you guys know when those vlogs go live, usually every Wednesday. But I'm doing a lot of 2020 planning is pretty much what I'm getting at. I also just got really hot. But despite that, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee today. I did make a coffee for you guys, with you guys, all of that for our coffee talk today. And one of the things that I actually want to start doing, take a quick sip, 
So one of the things that I actually want to start doing for the coffee talks going into 2020 is I want to start kind of sectioning them, but I want to obviously, as usual, you guys to let me know what you think. So here's kind of the idea that I had with coffee talks. We're not going to implement it today. Obviously, it's just going to be a regular coffee talk, but I want to hear your opinion on the idea of each kind of coffee brew being a bit more of a themed coffee talk. So for instance, if we were just doing like a morning coffee brew or like just a normal coffee brew, it would be like motivational content, all of that good stuff. If we did like a spiked coffee, kind of, if you guys remember when I used to do rose rambles, it could be like a little bit more on like, you know, the spiked side of coffees, like just spike it with a little bit of like almond baileys or something. And then we can speak a little bit more off the cuff and more topics that are kind of a bit more controversial, if you will. So those are like two of the main ones. And then I had another one that would be dark roast. So if we were to do a dark roast coffee talk, we would talk about things that are maybe, I don't know, again, more controversial. I just want to hear what you guys think. And if you have any ideas to fit into the program, because I feel like that would be a really cool way to kind of keep the coffee talks fresh for 2020 and the topics fresh, because as much as I love talking about like motivational content, and like I feel like motivational and mental health are like the two main things we talk about with coffee talks there's so many other topics out there in the world that we never really seem to breach and I feel like this would be a cool way to kind of categorize them so you guys know what you're getting into when you go to click on a coffee brew and you know I know what I'm getting into when I go to create them and I can speak on some more I guess I, I'm feeling controversial because I keep on wanting to say controversial things, but I just mean like talking about things that we don't normally talk about here. So anyway, longest intro in the world, but that's kind of the idea that I had moving forward with Coffee Talks and I have to finalize like which brews I'm gonna really hit home. I think I'm only gonna do like three or four for the beginning and see how we like it and then go from there. But let me know what you think and if there's any specific brew or like style of conversation you guys wanna have or topics that you wanna hear more about, let me know because it's super helpful. Aside from that, let's jump into the 19 things that I feel 2019 has taught me. Uh, this year has been a great year. It's been an amazing year and I've been reminiscing a lot over the weekend and stuff, getting everything ready for like the 2020 vlog that I'm posting and like a 2019 recap and even just collecting the books that I read this year and all that. And it's really made me feel just like super, I guess like happy and nostalgic for 2019 in a good way. Normally I feel like when the year is ending, I have like a bittersweet feeling to it, but this is like the first new year in a really long time that I don't really feel bittersweet. I'm actually just super excited to jump into 2020. I, I just feel like there's so many seeds planted for the new year and I'm excited to start growing all of the things that I've been working on and like all of these things I've been brainstorming and planning and just like just finally seeing them come to fruition and come out into the real world, you know? So 2020 I'm excited for, but we can't leave a year without asking and reminiscing and feeling grateful for all of the things that kind of came with that year. So these are the main, I would say, themes, concepts, and lessons learned that I gained in 2019. So I kind of did these a little bit in order in terms of I was kind of going through the year in my head to kind of come up with things so that I didn't miss anything, you know, because it's super easy to reminisce on like the most recent part of 2019 because it's still so fresh in our minds. But to go all the way back to January is a lot, like if you think about it. So, I mean, I started the year, I had like a chill New Year's last year. I didn't really do much. I was hanging out with uh, Larissa and my brother and we just kind of watched the ball drop here. We were both sick, so we were all just kind of chilling. And uh, the year kicked off and then I jetted off to the Dominican. So the first thing that I would say that 2019 taught me is that sunshine can heal anything. I went into the new year last year feeling a little 
odd, weird, off. Um, I don't even know how to describe it, but I was kind of, I was single and I was in a weird spot. I don't know. I was like, my hair was brown and I was just like all kinds of like, what is going on? And I felt like I was just like, the whole world was like shifting and crumbling around me. And I was just like, ah, and uh, I decided to run away to the sun and it actually helped a lot. Now, I know that that is probably not the most responsible thing to say or to tell people is that to just run away to the sunshine will make you feel better. But what I mean is that getting out into the sunlight, choosing to do things that make you feel better, and kind of just like rolling with the punches is one of the first things that I would say 2019 taught me. And the sunshine one was big because the sunshine like theme or aesthetic, if you will, felt like such a theme for me in 2019. I feel like I was really drawn to sun and solar energy, which is super interesting because depending on whether or not you guys are very spiritual, if you get super into like yin and yang um, and all of that, well, we all have like yin and yang within us, obviously, which we keep balanced and we also all have sun energy and moon energy. A really logical, more down-to-earth way to describe that is that our brains are split into two sections and we have a uh, creative brain, which is on this side, which controls the left side of our body, and we have a logical brain, which is on the right side and it controls, wait, the left side and it controls the right side of our body. So. Either way, if you're not like super spiritual or you are, I felt like I was really inspired and drawn to my more logical brain because I'm a feeler. I am naturally very right-brained because I'm left-handed. I do everything with like my left. I just do everything like a lefty. So I feel like I'm super submersed into my feeling brain and my feeling side and my intuitive side. But this year I feel like I really started to tap into my more logical side. And I started to see the benefits of being a little bit more logical, being a little bit more more um, straightforward and kind of down to earth and a little less dreamy sometimes, which was a good thing to take into 2020. So that was like a super long explanation as to sunshine heals everything, but I just feel like the sun can do wonders for your life. So don't just like sit and tap into all your moon energy and forget about how important it is to have that little bit of like masculine energy, that little bit of sun energy, that little bit of logic and that little bit of like, you know, motivation, go, go, go. Sometimes turning down the emotions a little bit so that you can get some shit done, that kind of stuff. So that was the first one. Um, the second thing is that friends are so important. When I think back to February, I had my birthday party and it was kind of like one of those things that was like not dramatic, but it was a, there was just like a lot of, a lot of layers to it and a lot of components that were like moving, shifting gears and all hats off to Larissa for planning it and just rocking it. But it was like one of those things that I realized that no matter how many things were going right or wrong, it was so nice to just get around all of my friends and to feel just the importance of friendship. And I feel like that theme carried into 2019 as well. I met a lot of really cool people, made a lot of really great friendships. And obviously, I mean, I went through a breakup publicly and then I also went through like a split not so publicly. And it just like made me so aware of how important it is to have your friends especially when you're going through harder times. Not that I felt like I went through any crazy bad hard times this year, but the times where like the lows started to feel a little low, my friends were always there and I felt like there was like no shortage of people I could reach out to and talk to and it just like really made me aware of how important having those friendships are. And I used to be such a secluded person and such an isolated person and I still am because that's just, I enjoy my life as like a little bit of an introvert. 
Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to, to describe it. I just love getting things done in my own space and I love living alone and I love having my like hobbies and my interests and a lot of them include like just me, like reading or like just a lot of the stuff that I'm into don't really require a lot of people to be around, but that kind of became a comfort of mine, I think, when I first moved to Toronto. And as the years have progressed, I've really branched out and met a lot of cool people and started hanging out with people a lot. And it's been very nice and very eye-opening and very, I guess, I don't know, my heart just feels very full by the thoughts of friendship. So that was another thing 2019 taught me is that guys will always come and go, but friends, friendships are forever. The third thing that 2019 taught me is that Sometimes what you need isn't what you want. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow because I think that when you are somebody who knows you better than anybody else on earth, you think you know what you need, right? And a lot of the times, whether it's our ego or whether it's like who even really knows what it is, but a lot of the times I think we can be blinded by the things that we want so desperately that we are not seeing that it's not what we need. And again, it's a hard pill to swallow because you know, there might be something that you're so sure of in your life and there might be something that you're so sure is meant to be yours or that you want it and it's just not working for you or it's not happening for you and maybe, just maybe, it's a sign from the universe that is trying to show you what you need and if you could just stop being so like locked in on what you think you need or what you want so badly, then the messages might be just like screaming clear to, you know, come in another direction instead. So a hard lesson I feel like I had to learn this year and I feel like the older you get and the more you age, you start to really mature in that aspect where you stop just wanting things for the sake of like, you know, indulgence or like pleasure or just like things that just like set off neurons in your brain that are like, this makes me really happy. <laughs> you kind of start to realize that prolonged gratification and choosing the harder path might sometimes actually bring you way more joy than taking the things that you want right here and now and in the moment. So yeah, that was number three. The fourth thing that 2019 taught me is that you can't change to make people happy. And I feel like this is something that I was really trying to do from a really good place, especially at the beginning of the year. Not that I was trying to change who I was by any means, but I think that I was really holding my choices not only against how I felt about them, but how I perceived other people to think about them. So it was really kind of constraining, I think, and I, I really had to spend some time breaking down those walls in that cage that I felt like I'd kind of put myself in and have put myself in for a few years. And it's because obviously being online and posting online, you're constantly reading, it's a really weird like concept when you think about it, but you're constantly reading what people who, you don't even know what their face looks like, but what they think about you. And that like really, I had to thicken up my skin a lot this year and I, I had to grow a backbone. And I've always thought that like I wouldn't, I could just get by in life without needing a backbone that, you know, kindness would heal all. And like, if you're just a sweet person with good intentions, then people will be nice to you. And I got a really rude awakening this year that that's just not the truth. And it's okay because I feel like no matter where you look, again, leading more into the sun and logical side of life, you have to kind of come to terms with the fact that like life is in sunshine, rainbows and daisies. And like, I sometimes need to leave that little fantasy land and realize that like when people are just mean, there's really sometimes no excuse for it. People can just be mean. And no matter how much you change yourself to try and please other people and to make other people happy, especially people that are outwardly just mean to you, the more you kind of lose yourself. And in a lot of ways, 
and I'm, I don't mean this as harshly as it might sound, but the more you kind of let them win, you know, the more you stop being who you are because you're afraid of what people are going to say, the more you give up your power. And so I feel like there's so much power in understanding that no matter what you do, you will not be able to please absolutely everybody. There's always gonna be someone that just disagrees with you or doesn't like what you're doing or is trying to find some hidden fucked up motive that doesn't exist. And it's just like, it's kind of like weird when you see it happening and you feel it happening because you're like, I was so sure the world was such a happy place, but it's not that it isn't. There's just negative people are consumed by negativity, so they have to spew it out into their lives and you don't have to pick it up, you know, that's heavy energy. So leave it where it is and just keep on doing you as hard as it can sometimes be. The fifth thing 2019 taught me is that what you don't face will chase you as in what you choose to actively be like, I'm not dealing with, will constantly keep popping up in your life until you decide to deal with it. You can't run away from your problems. And again, that is something that I feel like I learned the hard way a few times, not just this year, but multiple years. But I'm starting to learn that like, you can't just jump over things. You don't just get over things. You can't just numb things out. You can't pretend things don't exist. You can't just feel so overwhelmed by something that you're just like, I'm gonna procrastinate that till later because it will chase you. It will chase you and you will keep on having these moments where things feel like they're just like one wrong thing after another or you feel like you have bad luck and it's literally just because there's something you're not facing. So if you face your problems, then they'll stop chasing you. The sixth thing that I would say 2019 taught me, and this one was really hard and hard as like a female, hard as just like if you're someone that's naturally kind of more hard on yourself in general and it's to accept all of the things about who you are and not just like accept them in the sense of like yeah okay like this is just who I am like that's fine it's like accepting that no matter what no matter your flaws no matter your mistakes you are someone of intrinsic value you have value solely for the sake of the fact that you're here like the fact that you're alive the fact that you're breathing and living the fact that you're creating every day that you're thinking that you are like a living and breathing example of whatever it is that you believe brought us all here and whether it's life energy God the universe no matter what you believe in the fact that you are here is proof enough that it exists and for that reason you have intrinsic value and you do not need to change anything about who you are or what you are in order to become better or more lovable or worthy of the life you've already been given and it's a hard thing I think to learn if you come from like an upbringing where you maybe didn't have that kind of unconditional love all the time or maybe you were unconditionally loved but it was like sporadic and there's so many different conditions that kind of make us become who we become so some people might not have this problem at all there's some people that grow up and can go their entire lives without ever having to really tell themselves or look themselves in the mirror cringily and be like love yourself but there's a lot of us and I would say actually a majority of us that didn't grow up in the best, most perfect conditions for us to feel unconditional love for ourselves. So we kind of have to teach ourselves. And it's sad to think that like it took 25 years to finally just be like, holy shit, I'm done trying to like fix things about myself and just be like, yo, this is me. Like, this is just who I've got to be. But then on top of that, be like, this is me. And I truly and honestly, wholeheartedly believe that I am a lovable person and I will choose to actively unconditionally love myself. Still working on it. But I feel like it's one of those lessons that when you do finally crack it open, it's one of the most like 
softening feelings in the world to kind of give yourself that grace. And it's also kind of, it's really cool because it starts this whole journey of learning things about yourself that you've always kind of shied away from or turned away from. And instead embracing them with open arms and being like, this is cool. What else does life have to show me? So yeah, I would say that that was like the sixth thing. Um, my list is down here, by the way. That's why I keep refer referencing this way. The seventh thing though, on top of that is even when you do fully accept who you are and everything about who you are, is then to strive to be just a little bit better or to do a little bit better every single day. And this is again, one of those things that I would say 2019 is teaching me more than any other year because I tend to be a big chunk type of gal. Like when I bite off a project, I will usually bite off way more than I can chew. And when I make changes, I usually make drastic changes really quickly. And so instead I've been really trying to embrace this year, the idea of instead of such big ebbs and flows, you know, feeling like super good and on cloud nine and then having a few weeks of feeling down in the absolute dirt and then back up or like, you know, bending, flowing, or like things kind of get unorganized. So you just toss all your papers in the air and start completely fresh. Like that kind of big drastic up and down is like one of those things that I think I'm, I'm like, growing less like, I guess. I don't even know exactly how I'm trying to say this. Basically, I'm trying to get better at just like small incremental steps every single day. And when things fall behind, just take a couple baby steps again forward instead of, you know, throwing all your papers and starting fresh or feeling like you need a blank slate. Or, you know, if you fall off your habits for a few days to just pick up where you left off and each day to just think about what you did yesterday and yesterday only and try and just do a little bit better than yesterday. And I think that when you do that and you take those little baby steps and you know, when you have a bad day, instead, you're, instead of literally just keeping yourself locked in that kind of perspective to instead just be like, okay, well, how can I have a little bit better of a day tomorrow? It kind of keeps things you know, I guess a little bit more balanced and like you still do, like you bend and you flow a little bit, but they're not such dramatic and drastic bends and flows. And I think that that is super important for a lot of reasons because while big drastic change, especially if it's good change, can sometimes kick your butt into high gear. And sometimes we need that kind of starter energy to really get things going. I think if you can stay consistent, consistently balanced and also consistently like a little bit one way, a little bit the other and like just learning as you go and just kind of bending and kind of coming, always coming back to center rather than just like breaking off one way or the other and then bringing it all back in. I think that that actually helps prolong our energy too and it helps us kind of keep the momentum that we usually always have going rather than constantly needing those kickstarts over and over again. You know, I feel like I've been rambling for a while and I hope that all of that made sense, but yeah, little baby at atomic uh, steps every day. I'm reading Atomic Habits right now by James Clear and really good book, highly recommend, but it's pretty much the epitome of everything I just said. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay, I'm going to speed these up a bit because I realize that I've been talking for a long time already and we're almost halfway through. So number eight is everyone that you meet can teach you something. It doesn't mean they will. You have to open yourself up to learn the lesson, but absolutely everyone you meet in your life can teach you something. This is one of those cool concepts that I felt helped me in two different ways. So the first one, I'm not good with goodbyes and it's... I'm really good at change, but I'm not good at letting things go, and especially if they're people. And so something that has brought me a lot of joy this year, because I've watched a lot of people exit my life this year, is that, you know, it's bittersweet, but the one thing that makes me feel really good is asking myself, you know, what did that person teach me? Like, what about that person do I admire? And what can I carry on in my own life so that they kind of live on in my own life? And these might be like exes, these might be old friends, these might be people or family members that have passed away. No matter how someone exited your life at all, if they did this year, it is a bittersweet parting, even if it ended on bad terms. Obviously, the people that we love and care for and keep in our lives for an extended period of time, we cut them there because we like them. We cut them there for a reason and we cut them there because they brought us joy. And a lot of the times reminiscing on that joy can bring us kind of that sense of like, ooh, like a little pang in the stomach, right? And so when you think back on those people, if you ask yourself instead, like, what did they teach me? What did that chapter of my life show me? And what about that person do I really admire that I'm going to now adapt into my own characteristics and personality traits so that they can live on through me. And so that relationship doesn't feel like, you know, it's come and gone and held like no value or no use, which obviously it did, but it's giving your subconscious that feeling of like, you don't have to feel so sad, I guess, when you think back on the people that might not be in your life anymore. And the other reason why I would say that everyone that you meet can teach you something is because this one helps me a lot with my social anxiety too, because I pushed myself into a lot of situations, I would say this year, where I was outside of my comfort zone socially. And one of the things that I always kind of brought myself back to whenever I started to feel a little nervous going into something was that everybody's an expert at something. And so if you get people talking, instead of being so self-conscious of like you, 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 right? Which is something that it's not anything about who who we are as people. It's just if you're prone to anxiety, it's hard not to become super self-conscious. To turn yourself off the self-conscious thoughts, it's to turn it around on the person you're talking to. And remember that every single person you meet is an expert at one thing that you probably know nothing about. And so thinking that, it's kind of this little like power 
like of, you know, what can I learn from this person? Even if it's someone you're only going to know for a night, it's like you're in a conversation, you're starting to feel a little anxious or some social anxiety. What can I ask this person about? You know, what are your hobbies? What are your passions? What is something that you've learned this year? Anything like that. And you really start to crack people open and not in the sense of like you're doing it for like a power trip, but in the sense of like you genuinely want to learn something. Like if you give your brain the task to, I'm not going to go home tonight until I learn something that I didn't already know from someone I didn't know before or, you know, an anxious a conversation or a situation that I was anxious going into, I'm not going to leave until I've learned something new. Then it really kind of turns off the social anxiety and it turns on your curiosity, which makes you also a more, you know, vibrant and like appealing person and more people will be drawn towards you and it makes you feel more in control. So it helps for those two reasons. And uh, it was a big one this year too. Number 10 is that kindness goes a long way, especially when you're not in the mood. Oh, I feel like I had so many times this year that I just want to go back and like grab myself by the collar and just slap myself across the face a couple times because I was in a bad mood and I let my bad mood sour my, my entire just existence. Like I said, I, I did a how to enjoy the holiday season. So if you guys watched that then or, or listened to it, you might remember me talking about how I was getting out of the car. Like this was like a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago. And uh, I was getting out of an Uber and I was really, I hate feeling rushed, you know, and I had a lot of things to carry. And that's like the second thing that I would say is like a really short tempered twitch of mine is like if I'm carrying a lot of things and I'm hot and there's just like a lot going on. Anyways, I was getting out of an Uber and the car that was behind this Uber was annoyed that the Uber had to stop to let me out. And I was taking a little bit of time, but I wasn't taking that much time, I swear. And they railed on their horn and they sat on it for a long time. And it like really just kind of kicked my anxiety really high. And I just like sat up and like popped them the finger. And I was so just like, why did I do that? Like, as soon as I walked inside, I was like, oh, that made me feel really gross. Like, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I had just waved. Like, why did I let that person make me so mad? So I would really say the kindness one is big because anytime I've had a moment like that, anytime I've noticed myself get frustrated or my patience start to wear a little thin and I really like, I, I choose to not act as kindly as I possibly could. It's always sat with me, like right in my gut, right away with that feeling of just like, I could have chosen better. I could have chosen a better way to deal with that. And so I feel like the kindness going a long way is huge because the times where I have been impatient and I have been, you know, a little bit more irritable or there's something going on in my personal life that's stressing me out, but I still chose to act with kindness. I found that not only was my mood more stable, but you know, when you choose to act with kindness, you actually might find that more kindness starts to come back your way. And you might start to find that the things that you're stressed about, the things that are making you irritable, the things that are making you impatient actually stop having such a big effect on you or they start to reverse and go back into, you know, the more karmic, happier side of things, joyful side of things. So uh, kindness, it goes such a long way, like to choose kindness and grace, even when other people don't, it's not like it's less about them and more about you. You know, the 11th thing that I would say 2019 taught me is to check in with the people that you love. And I say this for many reasons, because I feel like it's always a fresh reminder to check in with people. Even when people look like they're doing really great, they might not be. And to just let the people that you love know that you love them and that you're there. And not only is that like a really good thing, but you know the feeling when someone also pulls that for you. And like maybe somebody who just knows you really well, even though you're like, I'm 
fine. But they can just tell you're not fine. How good is that feeling in the sense of like, knowing that you sometimes don't even need to say it, but that the people that really truly care about you can just know it and tell it. And so to give that kind of courtesy back to the people that you care about, to know the people that you love more than anything, well enough to know when it's time to just be like, I'm here for you if you need me, or like, you good? Okay. Um, it's huge because we live in a world where we're getting more and more and more sucked into technology. It can be a great thing, but it can also be a little bit blinding and it can sometimes lead us to believing that like even our best friends social accounts are like a good example of how they're doing which it's not the case or you know that like keeping up with like snapchat is like a good enough conversation with your friends then you don't have to like check in on them and like ask them how life is and that's just like definitely not the case so don't forget to keep in contact with not only your friends but also your family your parents and just like check in and have good authentic heartwarming conversations with the people that mean a lot to you and uh, always let them know that you're there. The 12th thing that 2019 taught me and holy hell I cannot wait to implement this one into 2020 but it is to work smart not hard okay. I feel like I would say 2019 in general taught me that a lot but I actually started to implement it in 2019 and I learned more about it because I've always been a hard worker never really a smart worker, right? That's not me being mean to myself, that's me just being truly honest. Like I always thought if I just worked harder than anyone that I could just like get it done. And that's that wasn't like necessarily wrong, but I constantly found myself burning out all the time and 2018 was like the perfect example of it. I've never burnt out like I burnt out in 2018. I'm still recovering. And so 2019, when I caught myself starting to work too hard, I think I did a way better job this year at being like, whoa, okay, time to slow down before I burn myself out again. Or I start, you know, just, you, you will start to like take shortcuts that you shouldn't be taking and just like, anyway, work smart, work hard, but like work hard in a smart way. And when you work smart, you shouldn't have to work too hard. And how many more times can I say smart and hard in the same sentence? Um, but yeah, just, just plan in advance, have, I'd rather have a few shorter hours of driven focus than eight hours of like half-ass kind of here, but not really. And uh, that has been really helpful for not only my, my state of health and my state of wellness, but it's also been really helpful going into 2020 because like I said, there's so many different projects that I've been working on and just like so many things that I want to start like putting out there, but I have to work smart about them. and not so hard about them and uh, talk about them when they're complete and then they will exist in the world. Anyways, I've, I'm at that point in the video where I've been talking for a long time, guys. I'm getting rambly. Nobody here to bounce things off of. The 13th thing, and I chose 13 for this one because 13. Um, this one I would say is the one that I am circling off like 2020 with in a lot of ways, but one of the hardest lessons that I learned this year because every other year I would have never put this on my list. I would have just like been a little bit more immature about this and been like, no, like build your walls high. Don't let anyone in. And like, I'm definitely not feeling that way anymore. And I feel like I'm softening up a lot as a woman. Okay. That sounded really weird to say because referring to yourself as a woman feels weird when, I mean, I am a woman, but you know what I mean? I'm just softening up a lot as an individual and my heart is softening up a lot. And one of the biggest lessons that really kind of cracked my heart shell this year was that love will always be worth it 
or sorry, let me rephrase that, love will always be worth the pain. This one is hard because I feel like if you guys have been watching me for a long enough time, I've talked a lot about like my mental health and I've talked a lot about, you know, just things that I would say or habits that I chose and picked up and things that I did to protect myself from from when I was really, really young all the way up until now, because I am somebody who is very guarded. I am somebody that doesn't trust people easily. I am somebody that I've always kind of been very self-sufficient and very self-reliant. So for me to let people in, like really let people in is really rare. And even when I do let people in, it's almost like, like, I don't even know, like 12 more trap doors before you actually make it all the way through. And that is something that I'm slowly changing about myself, but I would say 2019 changed it the most. And it's because I was so lucky to love in, in such a capacity and in, in like different ways in the same year. And even though, I mean, you guys, again, you've, you've been watching, you know I'm single. So even though it didn't work out well, it's worth the pain. And it's like the first time I feel like I'm really kind of able to say that, to be like, you know what, as much as that hurt, it was, it was totally worth it because I learned this and I opened myself up in this way, which I've never done before. I've like, it really made me feel good to learn that there's people like this out there in the world and all of that. And so, or to just feel what it's like to be loved like wholeheartedly. And so there's so many lessons that I feel like love taught me this year and coming out on the other end and, knowing that like, you know, sometimes things just don't work out that it's like one of those things that doesn't make me want to like shut down and like get cold and kind of build my walls back up. If anything, I feel like my walls have just been torched and I'm sitting here feeling a little vulnerable and a little raw about it. But I'm like also in such a good position now to stay softened up and to keep my walls down so that, you know, you're ready for like whatever comes next. Not that like my relationship is like a big, I would say focus for me right now, but I got a feeling that like, because I'm not focused on it, who knows what's gonna happen, you know? I'm not even gonna say it. I'm just gonna leave that up there. So yeah, I would say that love is always worth the pain and uh, you just gotta get through the healing process and then you'll be able to see it if you're not feeling that one yet, but you will. The 14th thing that 2019 taught me is that only you can change your life. By this I mean no matter what you do extrinsically, no matter what, you invite into your life, nothing will change how you feel until you change how you feel. And again, this one kind of also ties into like, you can't change for other people. I think that the more and more I realized that no matter how much I changed things, I wouldn't make everybody happy, then the more I started to ask myself, okay, well, what kind of changes that then would make me happy? What kind of changes do I want? What kind of changes if no one was around, would I go through and implement in my own life? And when I started to ask these questions, it made me realize that no matter what things I put down on the list, it was up to me to actually show up and do those things. So it becomes really easy when you're kind of asking yourself those questions then to cross off things that you actually truly don't want. And to believe that like, you know, any kind of external source of validation is going to make you feel better, is going to change your life for the better, by all means, obviously, if anyone got dropped with like a million dollars, would that change your life? Probably, but would it change actually how you feel, especially in terms of yourself and in terms of the amount of joy you feel on a daily basis in your life, then I would have to say that no, because I think that there are a couple times in 2019 where something came into my life or I was like, I kind of hooked myself on the notion that things were gonna change drastically because of one thing. And when that one thing came along, I didn't change, like, or I didn't notice myself feeling any different. And it just really made me realize that like, 
you have to change for yourself and you have to be the one to do it, but you also have to start internally and then create the change externally. Because if you only change things externally on the outside or you only wait for things to change externally on the inside, you know, for time to pass or for people to make decisions for you, then you're never gonna really feel different. You're only just gonna look different or that your surroundings and your environment's gonna look different, but you're still gonna feel the same. So if you wanna feel different and if you wanna create lasting change in your life, if you wanna be a more joyful person, a more aligned person, more confident person, you just wanna feel good about yourself, you gotta start internally and only you can, and then flip it externally and start to express it externally and everything will kinda of start to fall into place on its own. The thing that 2019 taught me is trust, trust, trust. This one, I know I keep on like every other one being like, this was the hardest one. This one is one of those things I'll probably be writing down every year because it's like, I would say the biggest thing that I struggle with, like I said, I'm a little protective and I'm not a very trusting person and I can sometimes, you know, I feel like growing up, we're about to get deep. <laughs> I feel like growing up, sometimes thinking worst case scenario saved me a lot and it protected me a lot. So as I got older, this is something that I'm now unwiring in my 20s that I realized was so deeply established in my like teens especially that thinking worst case scenario is the safest bet because that's usually what it is and that's not actually what I believe but that was kind of the script that I gave myself at an age that it worked in my favor and it kept me more protected and so now that I'm older and I'm questioning or wondering like why there's times where I've been super good at like manifesting things and like really good at just having an idea and really implementing it and then times where I'm not is because there's a lack of trust and whether it's a lack of trust of me with myself, a lack of trust of me and whatever higher power there is, a lack of trust in me and other people or the good in other people, basically just any kind of lack of trust will always kind of get in your way because it stops your heart from really diving into whatever it is you're trying to dive into and so trust 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 that is so important and I wrote it down three times for those reasons trust yourself trust whatever higher power it is that you do believe in and trust other people and not in the sense of obviously be logical and if people break your trust like you have to let them earn it back before you just give it back to them like don't be naive either but also don't go into things untrusting and I say that knowing that we live in a world where obviously you know it can be really easy to kind of get screwed over and we see a lot of things like that happening all the time and we see a lot of negative stuff on the news and like all of this that might make you think it's best to basically go into something without trust and then let people show you that you can trust them. But personally, I would rather go into most things believing the good in people and allow myself to be surprised by the bad because that just seems like a way more joyful way to live life and also a way better way to kind of re- heal a lot of the connection that is missing in today's world. So anyways, that's just my, my opinion, but next one. And this leads me to number 16, which is what you believe creates your reality. Okay. This has been such a, a mind warp, but I would say the biggest thing I've learned from doing a lot of meditation this year, I would say is understanding that the way you actually prepare a thought, 
I'm, I'm totally stealing this from CoStar if you guys use that app, but the way that you create a thought is just as important as the thought itself. And I know that that's kind of a mind fuck in itself, but basically what I'm getting at is that w how you perceive the world is just as important as what you are perceiving. So whether or not you believe in spirituality, and I think that this is the biggest one that really opened my eyes, because as much as I share my spirituality with you guys online, especially more so in the last year or two years, the more that I've really div like divin in, dove in to spirituality and things like tarot, astrology, birth charts, but then also backing it up with like reading books that are more based on scientific backing, the more that I've really questioned these things for myself and not in the sense of always having like an existential crisis by any means. And I, I just, I'm so intrigued by the world and how can I not be? I mean, I feel like there's just no, there's technically when you really dig down to the root of absolutely everything, there's no real sure answer as to why we are here and what can be and can't be real. There's things that we've definitely proven, but even every proven fact can usually have like 10 facts or 10 studies that go against it. And so I love that about the world and I love it about just life in general because you get to always stay curious and that's so important. But in staying curious and in remaining open-minded, at least those are two things that I, I find super important is to never really say never and to never think that you know you have it all figured out and not only that also having my spirituality not necessarily attacked but I, I would say that there were definitely a few times this year that I had people come to me and be like I don't like that you're into these things and I don't want to see these things and like stop talking about these things it made me realize I was like why are people like some people so closed off and why are some people so open and what creates that difference and you know what do I believe so that I can say this is what I believe and then I realize that there is no concrete answer because I think that what we all choose to believe becomes our reality and so if you are somebody who is so sure so adamant that astrology is real you know it's kind of it's just gonna sound crazy to people that don't believe it and I'll give you my standpoint in a second but like even if other people think you're delusional what you choose to believe and what you choose to see is your perception of reality and that literally does become your reality. That doesn't mean it's everybody's reality and you might actually bump into a lot of people in your life that have similar beliefs to you and so you guys share a collective reality, you know? And uh, I'm not doing the best job at explaining this but I guess what I'm saying is like, when I think about astrology or when I think about spirituality and when I think about the people that are so against it and are like, so I need concrete proof, I would say I'm somewhere that drifts in between. The reason why is because my perception on almost all things are what we choose to take from something is pretty much what creates it to be real. So for instance, let's use horoscopes because that seems to be a big one that everybody can't seem to know or agree if it's real or not. And it's based off of birth charts and it's based off of a lot of different things, which I'm also still learning a lot about. But I would basically boil it down to when you read your horoscope, if you take something out of your horoscope that feels like it works or aligns well with something you're going on in your life, then you just made it real. You know what I mean? And there's times you might read your horoscope and it doesn't relate. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the horoscope is true or false or that the horoscope can be proven to be real or not real. 
you make it real by picking out information and allowing it to adapt into your life. And I believe the same thing with tarot. So if I pull a tarot reading, if I'm, if I'm just going through, you know, something and I have a question and I'm asking the universe and I'm asking my higher power, whatever it is that you believe in. And I flip three cards. Do I believe that those three cards jumped out of the deck from me? No, like I does, I would say that based on those three cards and what those answers and how the patterns of those cards can fit together based on my question, that I can get an answer from myself. I'm not getting an answer from a card with the sun on it. I'm getting the answer that, oh, I wonder if I chose to think more positively, if that would help this situation, or these numbers are all leading this way, which usually in tarot can mean this, which is a pretty good way to deal with the question I was asking. So it becomes this really big gray area of like, I, I don't know, I don't even know why I'm going on this tangent right now, but I guess what I'm getting at is that what you choose to believe creates your reality. And so there are always gonna be things that we can definitely prove, you know, like the fact that like I'm breathing and exists, but like even that technically we, I don't know, this is a different one. We need to make a coffee talk section that is definitely diving into like, we should, I don't even know what we would call it, but it needs to be like, not taboo topics, but like deep questioning of like reality and like all of the stuff that we're talking about, like spirituality and all that, because you know, I could go on about this forever, but I will sum it up and tie it up because we have a few more to end off with, with what you choose to believe and what you choose to perceive becomes your reality. And so therefore you're technically not wrong, but you're also technically not right. A thought. The 17th thing that 2009 taught me, 2009, <laughs> 10 years ago, uh, probably the last 10 years actually, yes, let's just go with that from 2009 to, 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 to whole my God, I'm done. I really need to just wrap this up. You can do anything you set your mind to. And I'm putting this one in because I would say that for some reason, I can't explain it to you guys, really tried to like dive deep. I could probably give you some like logical answers, but I've been like really struggling with, I would say my self-esteem. And in the sense of like, it's not that I don't believe that I'm not capable of things, but knowing that you're capable and actually having the energy to show up and do the things you know you're capable of are two different things. And where does that energy come from? I think it comes from like the deep, again, seated trust in yourself, but also the belief that you can truly do anything you set your mind to and that you shouldn't let anything stop you. I mean, as long as what you're doing isn't hurting anyone, let's get that disclaimer out of the way. But if you, believe that there's something out there in the world for you, if you believe there's a career, or you believe that there's a change you wish to see in the world, or a change you wish to see in your own life, or just something you wanna do, and maybe you don't even have like a crazy reason. It's just like, you just wanna learn to play guitar, or like, you just wanna prove to yourself that you can get a million followers on like Instagram. I don't freaking know what your wishes and dreams are, but whatever it is, you can do it. And there is no ifs, ands, or buts to that sentence. It's you can do it. You, you totally can. There are no excuses or reasons why you can't. I mean, there are if you decide to sit around and think of them, but they're not gonna help you. You just need to know, you just need to repeat this to yourself. Every time you start to doubt yourself, 
you can do anything you set your mind to. And the biggest part is setting your mind to it. It's not necessarily about whether or not you can do it. You already know you can do it. You just have to set your mind to it. You have to change the tape that you're playing in your mind so that you literally set your mind to the same alignment of whatever it is you're trying to do. And trust me, you'll be able to do it. It might not happen overnight, but that's kind of what makes it, you know, worth the ride and also makes it more difficult when you have something that you want to do and it's not something that is going to take you overnight. It might take you a year or five years or like 10 months or however long and keeping your mind set to it for that long is kind of like the mental gym or the resistance training that you have to do in order to be able to do what you want. But the people that end up doing anything they set their mind to is because they set their mind to it and they don't let anything stop them. So neither should you, neither should I. And let's move on to the next one, which is take a deep breath. <laughs> okay. I feel like I've just been like ah! all up in your face, all of this coffee talk, but there's this one card in the moonology deck that I love. And every time I pull it, I actually just, oh my, it's sitting on my bookshelf over there right now. Cause I pulled it last night and it's take a deep breath or take time to breathe out is the actual card. And it's this like very beautiful, soft, calming blue. And it's like the moon's almost full in, in the photo. And every time I pull that card, it's like I can feel time slow down a little bit. And I feel like I just did it right there. It was like we were just, I was on a hamster wheel and I was throwing all these points at you. And then all of a sudden, every time I remember to take a breath, I'm like, oh yeah, <sighs> life, is not in any rush and neither should you, or that didn't really make sense. Life isn't in a rush and you shouldn't be either. There we go. I like that one better. Life isn't in any rush. Nature doesn't rush. You know, things that happen naturally don't need to rush because they're happening and unfolding just as they should. And so are you. And I know that we live in a world where it seems like everybody seems to be, you know, doing the most every single day. And social media plays this like weird trick on our brains to think that we should be doing 10 things before 10 a.m. But the world isn't in a rush. Take some time to take a deep breath and we're in the perfect time to do it right now if you're watching this before the new year or even after. Always remember every single day, anytime you can even remember of it, you are always breathing. So let your breath be that trigger to slow yourself down. Every time you notice yourself rushing or notice yourself in a race or notice yourself getting tense or tightened up or anxious or whatever it is, you are always breathing. Even if you don't consciously notice it, but you can always consciously tap into it and you can always count your breaths and doing so will bring you back down. Just take a deep breath. You don't need to rush. You don't need to run. And then following it up with the last thing and the 19th thing that 2019 taught me and it's begin again. I say that because I feel like I'm going into 2020 with a very big fresh slate and I have really, really lofty dreams and plans for 2020. But I say begin again because no matter what proof you have in front of you as to how you think things will go, screw it, begin again wipe that clean and literally do whatever it is you want to set your mind to start fresh. And no matter how many times you fall down or no matter how many times you have to literally remind yourself that you can do something, no matter how many times you have to tell yourself that love is worth the pain, no matter how many times you have to do any of the things on this list, you can always begin again. No matter how many times you forget all the things on this list, you can always begin again. And as long as you are living and breathing and as long as you are here, 
your chances to begin again happen every time you take a breath and every time you open your eyes and every day that starts. So it doesn't matter whether it's the new year or not, you can begin again at any time and you can always, always still shoot for the stars, no matter if you're already sitting in them, you know? So there you guys have it. Those are the 19 things that 2019 taught me. I want to hear the things that 2019 taught you. It's probably a pretty good thing that we're going to close this out right now because it sounds like I'm getting a bit of a frog in my throat. But yeah, so thank you guys for sitting through this with me and just another pep talk to start your freaking Monday with. And uh, let me know what you guys think about those uh, coffee brews down below. And if you have any ideas for them and stuff, I'm probably going to solidify them this week so that in the new year, we can start with a couple different coffee brews a few weeks in a row. And then we'll see which ones we all like the most. Yeah. So if you guys have any topics, whether they're mental health or motivational or completely different, we can talk about literally anything you want. Leave it down below. And aside from that, I love you guys to the moon and back. And I will talk to all of you guys over our next brew. Um, happy new year and stay safe. And I hope you all crush it in 2020. I know you'll all crush it in 2020. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done. Well, let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home. And then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way. And you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.